The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown There you go. Yeah. That's a little King Tubby for you. <laughs> Big ups. Uh, I think he opened for uh, Reggae Squatch. Big ups, Dave. Reggae Squatch. <laughs> you done got them big bumba clad foot. Uh, watch your phone by the mic. That's what ruined the whole episode. Uh, the was, Reggae Squatch got no time for an episode. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. What's this going on? will get me in trouble. What are you doing, Reggae Squatch? Reggae Squatch done having good time, stomp Big Mud. <laughs> blood clot. Bl- he, why, why blood clot all the I time? Never, I never knew what that meant. That's, that's Circulation that problems in the maybe so early uh, reggae scene. Yeah. There's probably a very real historical significance mm-hmm. that we are uh, stepping all over. Yeah, probably so. Talking about shit we don't understand. Back in the record room, Dave. Back in the record room. Mm-mm-mm. We're all full up on hot fish. Mm, oh. Hot fish. Man, we just had... You didn't s- got that hot fish sandwich. <laughs> That's blown out the levels for sure. Mm. Oh. Give me them oysters. <laughs> Give me them a sea peanuts. <laughs> Give them sea cashews. What was your joke about scallops? There's Poseidon's cupcakes. Poseidon's cupcakes. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, man. Uh, man, we just had a session. That wasn't a meal. That was a session. Yeah, yeah. We put in some effort. Mm-hmm. I broke a sweat. Had to change clothes afterwards. Well, that's because we walked there. Yeah, that's true. We walked oh. Connie and Ted's. C and T back again. Mm-hmm. Good to be good to be in town. Good to do good to do live. Good to get old unofficial sponsor Connie and Constance and Theodore's on Santa Monica Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> That's Paul's boutique. Oh man, it's good times. We had where we have oysters. We had a dozen oysters. Uh, the, the combo platter, mm-hmm. the Chef's Choice. We got uh, Chef's Choice oysters. They tell you where they're from. Yeah. I wonder if you think somebody could like if you just gave them that plate, they could tell you like like people could tell wine. Oh man, that's that's some high level skill right there. People just sitting there blind taste test on some oysters. Oysters do feel like a food like you really had to go out of your way to eat that. You know, <laughs> you think? What about the? F- <coughs> Pardon me. Well, let's go. Let's just let's explore. Mm-hmm. Our imaginations. <laughs> you got your your hunting and gathering folks, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they're land based people. You know, mm-hmm. they figure out they can they can eat an animal, land animal, use a lot of the bits off of it. Mm-hmm. Fish. Somebody tried wearing fish skin for a while. I'm like this sucks. <laughs> Fucking Mike smells. Yeah, yeah, dude. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? It's not even warm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look pretty cool, mm-hmm. but it is a, it is a sharper look. Yeah. Everybody's doing fur. <laughs> you roll up with this weird mermaid vibe. It was like the the first mm. sequence. It re- <laughs> very much so. He's flashy. This is a gay caveman yeah. wearing fish scales. Just <laughs> wearing fish scales. Oh man! Uh, but then, like, okay, you can't. You, know, you realize you can extract things from the water. Mm-hmm. Am I an idiot to say right now that uh, oysters only exist in the sea, right? Salt water? I would think so, yeah. I mean, you're the food guy. Yeah, I never thought about that. I don't think there's a... I think freshwater oysters is like a term for like herpes you get on a jet ski trip or something. I always got freshwater and saltwater confused because I get the saltwater, the ocean, the sea. Yeah. But freshwater, like a lake... 
That doesn't seem fresh at all. But, but it's me. but it's late, uh, you know, uh, rain, glaciers, okay. river, inlets. River, yeah. So yeah, it's it's generated from elsewhere. I was thought the, the ocean sea is just be... a one body of water that stays that body of water. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes that's sense. My, I mean, that's my that makes sense. It's my couple of pennies. Yeah, first guy to eat an oyster. I don't think that's as big of a stretch as like I mean this this joke premise. This is a been, joke premise, but we're just talking but it about is now interesting because the, we just ate oysters. And mm-hmm. It's like oh, here's this rock somebody yeah put in half. But like the first guy to fry it or fry or scramble an egg. Like that's, yeah, that's you know who would have thought to do that? Hey, is this there's this goop in here, and what if we heat it up? Yeah, I'm already eating this bird. Mm-hmm. What if I save the bird and eat the thing that's not a bird yet? Or like the first guy to to milk a cow, like that's kind of gross. Like, huh? What do you got in there? But if you but if you're in a, de- in a yeah in a, in a desperation mode of like anything can be food. Mm-hmm. I mean we're, we're trying to sit here and. Imagine ourselves as the first conscious being that's not just eating bugs out of the ground. If you're already eating bugs out of the ground, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just uh, it's all perspective. You're trying it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well. people are giving Anthony Bourdain a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh sorry, he'll eat man. a weird soup. Mm. <laughs> Good job, caveman. Kind of that's how we got to the weird soup. Weird soup. Yeah. Oh man, dude. This guy's eating. You know. Fucking iguana jizz tacos or what have you. Oh, he's so of the people. What about the people that have been eating that shit for 500 years? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that's how we started the show. Yeah, it's the Boogie Monster. Right here. Boogie Monster. I'm Kyle Dave. and Dave. I'm Dave. Full that's of Kyle. oysters. Oh, man, we had the, the hot fish sandwich. We had the oyster. We had the smoked fish dip. Shout out to Cod. Cod, man. Big ups, Cod. Big ups. I like a good cod. Cod's just being whatever you need it to be. Mm-hmm. Cod's a real team player. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Me stand alone? All right. You want me to pretend to be hot Nashville chicken? Mm-hmm. You got it. Sure. You want you want me to be myself and chips? You want yeah fish? Yeah, you want to do that? Uh-huh. If I could throw some hot fudge on me, I'll be a little cod Sunday. I bet cod. I bet cod. Cod's real Daniel Day Lewis of seafood. Do you remember Cod Piece? Remember somebody? I yeah. remember there was a Radiohead video. Yes, the one where I think it was animated, like computer animation. And the guy's running around with a with like I a. Know. I heard creep, and I'm like, this song's good. And then I heard whatever the song next was out of Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these guys are bringing me down. Yeah, what was their next song after Creep? Some bummer. Know. They're hit or miss for me. There's a few albums I like, but there was some real popular. I think maybe from OK Computer or Paranoid Android. Mm-hmm. Back in the late '90s, they had a video, and uh, I just remember everybody talking about the guys. Oh, it's good. The one with the guy wearing a cod piece. Yeah, I never understood. Like, I get cock piece. <laughs> But cod, like, uh, where's the cod come from in that reference? Uh, maybe a cod. Maybe it's a, that's what they called the, it's their cod. Hmm. It's a versatile item. Okay. I've yeah, I'm ver- just I can't even bullshit my way through this. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe a cod skull fit the uh, human genitals perfectly. <laughs> that's why we like cod so much. It's just. Uh, you know, I don't I have no idea. I have no idea why the original jockstrap was a cod piece. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. But the, hey, that's what—that's why we're here. It's because our ancestors wore cod pieces during battle. That's true. Protect them, uh, old smelly jennies. I knew a guy who only had one testicle. All right. Well, this is what we're talking about. He lost now. the other in a bicycle accident when he was like ten years old. Ten years old when you just found out why mm-hmm. you need balls, and now you're down fifty percent. Yeah. Imagine your phone being fifty percent at all times. Oh my god! Just constant state of panic. <laughs> constant state of worry. What? <laughs> oh no! Guys, get me to a charger. Oh, speaking of which, I was thinking about this the other day. We've never talked about vasectomies. Have you ever considered a vasectomy? Yeah, dude. I'm just lazy. Yeah. I absolutely got to get that mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I'm down with that. <clears throat> I don't know why yeah. you wouldn't if. Once you reach the point where you're like, I mean, I guess I kind of understand like the primitive aspect of like, uh, like 
part of being a man is being able to reproduce. I don't, I don't know if there's some primal trait. Some... I missed out on every other primal yeah. thing about being a man. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> what else? What is, what else are you going to judge me on? Yeah. Because I, and it's not just, I, I guess a lot of people associate it with like their current situation. Like, well, me and my wife have decided to never yeah. have kids, but like, even if, well, I don't even want to paint these hypotheticals, but like, even if something were to happen in my life where one day I'm yeah. with someone else, I still wouldn't want kids, you know? Especially at that age, whenever that might happen. I don't know why I'm painting this. <laughs> if my beloved wife would ever die tragically, I could interrupt you here, yeah. but I like where you're, you're really trying to figure your no, way out of this. But you hear those scenarios of like, you know, the guy no, thinks he doesn't want kids no, anymore. No, you then, can't predict the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then he's 50 and then he's on his second wife and yeah, she does want kids. You I know? don't. Uh, I. Everything's like. Personally, great. Existentially, terrible. And uh, both of those situations would be fraught with anxiety if kids were introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If my own personal situation, when I'm, and I've, I've had to think about, like, really, th- like, think about when you were, we're both 45. Mm-hmm. Think about when you were 25. Mm-hmm. Where would you have imagined yourself in this place now, 20 years later? Right now? Yeah. The furthest, I would have never been able yeah. to even conjure up the imagination that could produce this result. And I, I realize the argument I'm making could be for or against having mm-hmm. kids. But at 25, I knew I didn't want kids. Hmm. At no point in my life did I think I want kids. Hmm. I don't know why that would change. I got 45 years locked down of like, going, nope. Yeah. And even in this day and age, now I look at people with kids. I'm like, that does. I get to see your child in the moment that you are having fun and you're presenting your child's fun. I don't want to sit there and have to tell a 14 year old why they shouldn't smoke pot, mm-hmm. knowing that I would have done it. Yeah, I didn't even why I didn't even smoke till later. Because like the hypocrisy that you have to embrace as a parent, of course. Because like, you don't want to be the cool parent. Like mm-hmm. I just let my kids smoke weed. Yeah, that's fucked up too. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like that's anytime you're somebody like my mom or my dad is my best friend. I'm like, well, that's a dysfunctional relationship. That's mm-hmm. not how the world should have been. Yeah, that's not how it's designed. Yeah, you sound like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a real weird person. Oh, you want to go hang out with me and my best friend? It's my mom. <laughs> No, no, I don't. We'll be down at uh, B Dubs having some wings. Yeah, yeah. You want to swing by? We're watching the game. I'll crush some uh, chili habaneros and watch the game with my best friend ever. <laughs> before I got to give her an insulin shot and then get her back to the home. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't have any interest in that. I, I, and not, but not even negative. Not even like how could somebody when I'm like, yeah. Not my thing. No, no, I get it. it for other folks. Like, and we've talked about that. Like, yeah. I've carved out my little part in this world. Uh-huh. And if it's, uh, if whatever I've done has made somebody a little bit happier, that's, that, that feels good to me. Yeah. I'll keep doing that because I find that rewarding. And then, uh, you know, spread my ashes in a Denny's parking lot or whatever. There I don't you give go. Shit. Put me, make me, I want to grow one of those trees. Yeah, those are cool. Make me want to make me a pod. Those are cool. And then make it be like a fruit tree. So every mm-hmm. time somebody's like, "Oh, he's like these avocados are good," that's me, dude. That would be cool. I'm ruin. I'm ruining your breakfast. <laughs> know that I'm an avocado now. Man, can I say something that might be controversial? <laughs> Is it the way you pronounce controversial? Controversial? Did I say controversial? I added. You an did. I, li- I liked it. Controversial. Man. Yeah. yeah I added an extra. It's syllable. fun. May fancy get, get controversial. Especially, get controversial. Especially here in Southern California, <laughs> uh, avocados a little overrated. All right. You know what? A little overrated. I don't hate them, but I'd also <laughs> don't do backflips over them. The, the texture is questionable. Yeah. It's like what's going on? You're a little too mushy. Sometimes you're a little too hard. And the flavor is same, fine. Same could be said for myself. That's true. 
The flavor's fine, but it's I've never like, mmm, this needs avocado. It's it gets you move here and it's overdone. Mm-hmm. They go too far with it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, fuck all this avocado. And I and love you, guacamole, by the way. I love guacamole, guacamole as a dip. Don't but put just it, slices. Stop, stop putting guacamole on sandwiches. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, it's its own thing. I don't like it. Now, avocado toast, I know it's like the, the go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Rachel makes some of that at home. Make that avocado. You take yourself some of the red... Red pepper flake. Okay. Maybe you got it as an actual seasoning. Maybe you got packets left over from pizza. Mm-hmm. You put that on there. Or maybe a little hot sauce. Are we doing slices or are we mashing up the avocado? Mashing it up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I like the avocado just fine. If I was elsewhere that didn't have out of avocado, I wouldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't got think, no problem I, I don't with think it. You, I don't think you're wrong, Dave. Yeah, I think people just uh, they get a little excited down here in Southern California. You really it, it almost feel it almost feels like uh, like Hollywood got behind it like a like a bad star. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. we're gonna make this guy huge one yeah. of these days, and he's like, nope. Like, well, we're gonna keep trying. Avocado, but avocado, everything. Like, Avo- fucking fine. Avocado can't even do an hour. Yeah, avocado. Yeah, I guess avocado can have a guest spot. But it's not who I paid. It's not for the breakfast I paid to. But avocado is going to do a drop in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh well. Can keep going with that metaphor. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. Yeah. Where? Where? I've where been you, on the road. You've been all over. Been this. I've been to Denver, High Plains, Denver. Yeah. Great times. Any fun tales? Any anecdotes? I didn't do any. Should have been theirs. No, because I'm not really engaged in that so much. Mm-hmm. Outside of, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about how I threw up in uh, Raleigh Airport. Yeah, you know, let's not talk about how you got drunk at the airport and barfed everywhere. It wasn't even we like, you don't barf ever. I, uh, from alcohol? Yeah. I've puked three times in my life from alcohol. Well, you also said you don't get indigestion. I don't that get indigestion. That means your body does not have warning signs. Yeah, I, and you need those speed bumps. I, I don't have those. That's you why I'm out your, of control. Yeah, you need your body to be like, hey, buddy, how about nah? My insides are like 19th century farm equipment, just <laughs> rusted over. Just until it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> until <laughs> there's no grain this year. <laughs> Tractor went up in flames. It's running fine yesterday. I, uh... I was I was drinking. I was texting with you. I was I was like, yeah, I'm having these beers. Mm-hmm. Went and sat at the gate. Had an hour and a half left. Dozed off a little bit. Just woke up like you're gonna throw up right now. Well, could it be? I had vegan barbecue. Well, that, but also you you kind of uh, strayed from your beer path. I was drinking as you describe fancy it. beers. What? Northwest got me, Dave. I'm ashamed. How do you describe an IPA? I used to describe it as somebody tried walnuts for the first time and didn't like them and then spit them into my mouth. And now I ordered it from the bar. So your opinions have changed. I guess. Taste buds change. You evolve. Well, okay. We're t- as you sit here in a pink Hawaiian shirt <laughs> with banana peels on it. Uh-huh. And low-rise, fresh Nikes and low-rise socks. Yeah. We can all allow ourselves to change. Absolutely. I, went, I bought a nice jewelry necklace for myself yesterday because I told you I still think you need one. Yeah. Because you're still throwing, you're still throwing heat at me <laughs> with a bunch with the with the buttons all the way down in this shirt. <laughs> you're still. Like a, I'm throwing heat at you. Yeah. Kyle's gonna like this. Blasting a lot of yardage at me, man. A lot of open field coming at me. Throw some decorations in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying it would work. I, I was telling you that I'm like I want to up my game with that. Mm-hmm. My t- the tattoo thing. I don't know. I got. I don't have any more. Mm-hmm. Or what I like. I got all my dumb ones, and I'm like, yeah, these are all pretty dumb. You think that them? You know, the next one's gonna be dumb too. Mm-hmm. Let's go with changing the outfit. Let's like, not change, but add another gear. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? I'm always yeah. going to be the guy I'm like, instead of like thinking that people are judging me, why not be like, Hey, you're 45. We're, we're a button up shirt on stage. Not like a dress shirt, mm-hmm. but let's not be a middle-aged guy paunching out through a t-shirt, <laughs> either struggling with a medium or swimming in a large. Mm-hmm. How about a button up shirt that fits nice? 
You know? Yeah. Why? I mean, why are people so afraid to do that? Like, do you think their friends will make fun of them or something? I don't think so, especially at, at our age. I, I never, like, the concept of peer pressure, like now, it's like... They're no. not peer pressure, but like you get locked into something that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you stay there. Yeah. You see, you see people, especially in comedy, like, oh, that's the hoodie guy. The hoodie mm-hmm. guy's going to stay the hoodie guy. Yeah. And eventually the hoodie guy looked like he was supposed to be a hoodie guy when he was 30, but now the hoodie guy's 50. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Oh, you got to be able to. The hoodie's a functional, it's a functional garment. I'm not trying to be shallow. But what about the, just, you know, it makes you more interested in like, yeah, I'm changing my look. Yeah. I'm not changing who you are. It's like I want to do something different, you know? I was talking to somebody the other day about, uh, like, routines and just doing the same thing over yeah. and over and over. And they mentioned that um, you're supposed to, to ward off dementia. You're supposed to, like, change up, like, little personal routines. For example, like, if, yeah. you, if your whole life you've brushed your teeth with your right hand. Maybe start trying it with your left hand because I think, and I didn't understand oh, all. Ward off dementia. <laughs> Welcome gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> but like you I think, and I didn't. I didn't research this. We were just. He was kicking it around. He said that he had read an article, but just that dementia comes from just repetition and like your brain gets programmed. Dementia's case, casing you out. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I know he goes to bed at this time. He mm-hmm. leaves the house at this time. That's so when we can get in there. Mix it up. Yeah. Mix up your routines, just like if you're under surveillance. Well, like cre- creating new patterns. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, you could create the same group. That, well, that's that's real because that's how they say about like depression or anger or this or that. Like you have these very familiar paths that you go, like how you were going to react to something. Mm-hmm. This is your, like, oh, this, something annoyed me. My path is to go to this, either being angry or disappointed, and you constantly, some of those paths get further and further grooved out and more prominent. Yeah. And so same thing, like, oh, what if I stop always going these two or three same routes with my feelings over something? Mm-hmm. And so now I think that makes a lot of sense. You're just creating that many more channels to think, you know, mm-hmm. options in your mind. I mean, I don't know how it plays into dementia, but... I worry <laughs> about that, like... I don't think I have, I mean, it's so hard to talk about yourself in this manner, but like mental illness, like just the concept of, for lack of a better stupid phrase, that your your brain has a mind of its own. Yeah. Just the, the concept of like, maybe I don't have complete control on where things are going to go mentally. And and that that could be scary, because the mentally ill people that the the truly the poor unhoused guy that's clearly yeah. mentally ill, like that wasn't just because some stupid mundane bad decisions like oh, some chemicals. Uh, yeah, who had the be- I don't know if it was Kurt Braunohler or it was Sean Patton. It was a clip I saw on Instagram. It might have been Kurt. About how, like, your brain's a piece of shit. Because your brain can make you happy every day, mm-hmm. but instead it doesn't. Yeah. Your brain can sit there and be like, every day we can make this the best day of this person's life. We have all the chemicals and we have all the functions to do that, but instead, let's make them miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really funny angle. Like, yeah, this is the the controllers, the people in the control room pushing the buttons and pulling the levers decide, like, nah, today we're going to go this way. Yeah. That's well. That's the whole uh, angle of mental health is uh, take control of the controllers. Mm-hmm. Some people need to do that through medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, yeah, chemically. I don't. I can't engage in these behaviors. So we're going to add chemicals, and hopefully that writes the ship. But yeah, I, I mean, far be it for me. I mean, you're not. Are you on meds? No, me neither. No. Yeah, and I guess the reason this is on my mind, I'm obviously not going to name his name, but I have a good buddy that had an incident yesterday, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, but he was just... Uh, well, without, and, you know, I guess somebody had a little, uh, had a spin out. Yeah, he, he kind of spun out, and it, I, I can tell the story, because uh, I'm not going to reveal his identity. People don't know what Well, I mean, about. people, I don't know, that's up to you. Man. But he, he had an incident yesterday, and, and uh, I'm not I'd, laughing, but... Uh, I'd, I'd leave it at incident. Yeah. He had an incident, and 
you know, what am I trying to say? Like, and I know the guy, and he's a great dude, and he's a sane dude, and he's a smart dude, but sometimes people, they... They get fried out. Well, I think that's the biggest problem is like people think, well, why would you do that? Because my brain doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Great. Congratulations. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But your brain might do things that other people don't like. Why do Mm -hmm. I get road rage in this and that? Because I I look at other people that are very mellow in these situations and aren't bothered. Like, well, fuck, why does your brain not do what mine does? Mm -hmm. And can I can I relearn my reactions to things mm-hmm. to be like, oh, that's the, oh, God, everybody's got so many bits that I, now I can't accredit whose bit is whose. Fuck. Was somebody about learning, like, was it Jake? I don't know if it was Jake Silberman who was on the, it's like there's your first reaction and there's your second reaction. Mm-hmm. Your first reaction is one that you always do. Yeah. So it's a, identifying like, oh, that's my first reaction. Mm-hmm. Let's stop and let's address the second response. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, here's the first thing. Here's my first emotional response. Okay, you know that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Now address the second one. And they do it as a premise to a joke, mm-hmm. but that's the thing when you hear premises that are like so funny. I'm like, that's real psychological mm-hmm. know-how. And they might be like, nah, I just fucking made it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that one made a lot of sense. Well, ironically, but, the same uh, process we've talked about mm-hmm. can be applied to joke writing. You know, usually oh, yeah. your first instinct, your first thing is probably not the most original or creative. So yeah. What's the second or here's third the thing? Easy, here's the easiest to... one. Yeah. Great. Go to the fourth one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I used to think that. Used to think that I don't know. I've always been such a kind of prag, pragmatist. You know, I, I just I operate in logic most of the time, and I used to think, well, depressed people Dave, are that way. You've punched out several men. No, not several. <laughs> Self defense. <laughs> Self defense. I operate from a place of logic. I do. Well, I punched out my neighbor. Oh, fucking hey, man. <laughs> Self-defense. Hey, he's, he's, he charged me. Uh, every time I drive by our whole building, I think yeah. about that. How you doing there, bud? Oh, man. I feel like I, yeah, I, when I used to work at... West LA music. I love that that building's closed down. Like, yeah. I hope somebody lost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Fucking dirt bags. Yeah, I'll throw so that business under the bus. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I used to think that depressed people were just responding to their environment or their situation. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, well, my buddy's unemployed and doesn't have a girlfriend and he's got a drinking problem. Of course he's depressed. Yeah, yeah. But then you've as you get older, you run across other people that might be successful either career wise or might mm-hmm. be successful with their own personal relationships or whatever. And then you realize, Oh, it doesn't, everybody is, I'm not saying everybody is depressed, but everybody's susceptible to depression regardless of your circumstances. Man, that last mushroom trip that I did where that's what got me scared is cause I was like, everything's good right now. Mm-hmm. I legit was going off a checklist. I'm like, I'm around, People that I love, I got people that I care about, that I care about me. I'm happy with where my career is. Why am I sad? Like, I could, because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's why I thought I was broken. I'm like, oh, this is what people with depression, clinical depression, must feel all the time. Mm -hmm. Somebody on the outside can point out all these fantastic elements of their life. And they're like, yes, I know those are great. I still cannot physically, mentally, be happy about it, mm-hmm. even though somebody's pointing out why. It's like having no sense of taste, and somebody describing all the flavors in a meal. You're like, I don't, it, I can't taste it. Yeah, and that's uh, that like creeped me out. But mm-hmm. that like, I I don't know if that's what it's like for people with clinical depression. But yeah. fuck, man. Yeah, because I I don't know. I I grew up in a family in an environment that was also very practical, and I you would just hear like, well, what mm-hmm. do they got to be depressed about? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like it's a choice. Exactly. Like it's a choice. And I get it, it. Like, okay, if you are, if you're a multimillionaire, then I could say, Kyle, why mm. are you worrying about 
the the price of groceries calm down yeah. because there's a direct correlation there. Like you're worried about money, yet you got a ton of it, you'll be fine. But just because your circumstances are good in in a, a, a variety of areas doesn't necessarily equate to happiness. That should show you that it's a chemical thing. I, mean, mm-hmm. I do also think some people are just bummers. Mm-hmm. Some people use the word depre- like I have depression. No, you made some fucked up choices and your life sucks now. Mm-hmm. And you're bummed out about it. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, maybe I'm being sensitive. Really getting to it on this one. Yeah, man. These in-person ones are silly. Yeah, buddy. So the good times. You got a candle lit here. Got a candle lit. We got some hot fish in us. We got a couple tequilas in us. Yeah. What's up? We're going to talk about something fun. We got heavy, Dave. We got heavy on this one. You want to get... uh, We get in person. We address real issues. Hey, man. Boogie Monster. Really addressing real issues. (laughs) Let's address the conspiracy of why you can't feel happy uh, naturally, everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, let's address that. Sorry for the noise. I got in trouble for mouth noise last time. But yeah, and I I think... Oh, what kind of mouth noise did you make? I guess I was... Like my clinking glass. Mm. Well, that's me too. That's mouth noise when you just sit with full mouth, full mouth. I like clinking glass. I like the atmosphere of that. When I do uh, some of our Patreon stuff, when I do Dave's Kitchen or Dave's Record Room, I'm obviously, I do those by myself. And that's when I can notice when it's just my voice. Like, mm-hmm. I, I try, <laughs> I've started wearing um, Breathe Right strips just so I'm not. <laughs> well, you just... <laughs> You edging yourself? Yeah, the whole Dave's yeah, kitchen. Yeah, just sometimes I get excited <laughs> so, about barbecue and I, I my, my heart rate just starts to increase. And you should do Dave's record kitchen and figure out what, <laughs> what you should do. Which like what albums, like what meals pair with them with the music? You know, dude, I I, I think about that sometimes. I do. Like I like some do. I really do. Like if the only time I ever want to hear Sinatra is when I'm eating or making Italian food. I get, yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. When I'm with barbecue, I want to hear southern music. I want to hear country or blues. Or you I told know. you we would do that. We would like put on whatever music is from the country that we're eating, and then it mm-hmm. started to feel a little bit racist. <laughs> Usually around the Thai food, <laughs> like there's only so much of that you could listen to when you're just two white people by yourself. Like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but it seems like. Like, we're not being immersive. We're still just at our house, like... I think you should be able to listen to that. Okay, here's a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I brought this up last time. You ever you listen to books on tape ever? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Listen to a fictional book on tape where the narrator is doing all the characters? Uh-huh. The characters have an accent? Exactly. What's the, what's, the de- what's the scoop on that? I was thinking about that earlier today. I think if I'm telling you a story about a guy I ran into at the store, yeah, I, can, I feel like I should be able to do his accent regardless of what it is. Now, if I'm saying I hate going to the store because I always run into random people, random blank ethnic group, and they talk like this, not good. But if it's a actual... If I'm retelling a thing that happened and this is the guy in the story sounded like this, it should be okay to do that. But to just... No. No? Why not? <laughs> Still no. No? Well, but seriously, why I, not? Because I think if you're like, oh, this guy, the story's Asian, thick Asian accent, I'll do it in my head uh-huh. while you tell me the story. Okay. Maybe uh, what that's if, being overcautious, yes. but like. Okay, I get uh, that. What uh, if the accent was part of the story? Meaning, like, oh, he was saying this word, and I thought he was saying this word. I can understand that, but this is like mm-hmm. a book on tape, so it's not okay. comedy. Yeah. Like, if somebody's doing a comedy, that's clearly a no no no. But this but it was, it's a, it was a good book on tape, so audio, yeah, audio book. It's called The Overstory. And it's, uh, you know, Rachel's all into plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's like these individual stories that all relate to somehow there's a plant or a tree that's centered to these vignettes and they all kind of tie in at the end. Uh huh. But then the one chapter, it's one lady reading, narrating the whole book. And she gets to a part where it's about a deaf woman. We talked about this. Did we not talk about this? Maybe. We did. And she was doing the deaf 
woman voice. Yeah, because then I told you my joke was about right. Somebody. All right, fuck. Sorry, everybody. but I don't think we talked about it on the show, did we? This might have been an off. I don't know. We t- well, why would I make the joke on the show about somebody having an accent where they sound like they're French or deaf if it wasn't part of the okay. this thing? Yeah. We don't listen to our own show, everybody. No. We just this is how real it is. Mm-hmm. Yang never repeated something with a friend. I didn't take. We didn't talk about this. Vaguely, but I can't remember if it was on the show or not. Just tell the story again. That's not good listening. <laughs> All right, I'll do it with all the accents. No, I can't. But she did a deaf woman accent, and yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. I get that you're in character, mm-hmm. but no. You could just say, like, she, or, you know, you're trying to do justice by the written material. Uh-huh. But no. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It was bad. And I don't know why that's because then the reviews for it were like, oh, this narrator did an excellent job doing all the accents. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh, here's a one act play where I do all the characters. Yeah. I just found it weird that that was something that is left. Uh, but, the, but the thing is, I'm not even offended by it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, this is something that should be considered offensive by today's standards mm-hmm. of whitewashing in movies. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now you got one lady reading all the parts. Man. <laughs> Are we, am I not allowed to be amused by anyone else's <laughs> accent. Prince Dave. Am I not allowed to be amused? It's... Is it, from, is it so controversial from, to be amused? From a linguistics... pink fucking shirt on. From a linguistics <laughs> point of view... Daiquiri Dave wonders if it's okay to be amused. Other languages and accents sometimes are oh, amusing. Oh, no. And even oh, just phonetically, t- it's like, hey, good for you for being oh, able to talk like keep that. Keep just burying yourself. What I'm trying to say is if you ever run across a Vietnamese new radio station. Oh, he's, uh, Listen, he's a specific one. Yeah. It's phonetically, I'm not going to say it's hilarious. I'm going to say it's interesting. It's <laughs> It's Jesus fun to Christ. listen to, and I'm not. My point is, I'm. I don't. I'm not coming from a point of I view know, of like they're not. lesser people and fuck those people and we're superior. No, you're speaking a language that I rarely hear because it's, I live uh, on the other side of the planet, and phonetically, it's interesting. Like it's as fun a, to listen to. It's much more musical. It's really a good time. <laughs> Listen to Vietnamese radio. Good for them. I'm not saying they suck because they talk that way. No, no. I know. And I I can't point out why what you're saying is wrong, but it just feels like you're gonna And you're telling me that there's you're telling me that people from other parts of the world wouldn't get a kick out of hearing old Dave read a fucking book? But okay, even more so then going to the going to the southern accent is the automatically stupid version of things. Who said it was stupid? Everybody. I'm not saying I'm stupid. There's people some southern people talk like that. I know. And I'm saying but, I bet there's people in no, Vietnam that saying, are like, that's interesting. But I'm saying the generalization of like you hear that accent and you laugh at it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's what you're doing with other accents. Like you're a, but mute, I'm not. No, I'm not saying the Vietnamese amused. people are dumb because they talk that no, way. No, but uh, yeah. I'm Seriously, not I'm not saying like listen to these fucking idiots. I'm saying listen to these people <laughs> that speak so differently, and I rarely hear that. Isn't that interesting? I'm not saying they're fucking morons because they talk like that. <laughs> the same even, way people might say that I about southern can't people. Even keep up <laughs> with. Uh, I'm just gonna let you have this one, man. I don't even know where. <laughs> Somebody's going to be pissed about something. I'll t- I mean, it's somebody- all intent. It's yeah, all intent. Yeah. And what's my intent? I'm I know, not trying I know to you're not. put I know anyone down. Not. I'm saying that's, for lack of a better term, that's foreign to me. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me. 
Like I don't, I don't hear that. It, it's a song. It, it's a genre of music I don't hear very often. And when I hear it, it's like, oh wow, neat. <laughs> oh. oh fuck. I mean, I think I you're know. fine. I don't know. I don't even. Well, that's why I'm like, why am I thinking you're not fine? Mm-hmm. What's why am I so? Indoctrinated the other way to not think it's okay to point out that people sound different. Mm-hmm. And some, there's romance languages that sound poetic. There's other parts of the world that very, has very like a musical style to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably the stuck-up one here. Uh, switching gears. But please. I watched the movie the other day. But keep, keep in mind, I started this whole episode off by going, <laughs> so yeah. fuck me, you know? <laughs> God, I love learning a lesson within, what, 25 minutes? How long we've been on? I love figuring out how much of a hypocrite I am oh. in, in a, with, with immediacy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dave, it's not right to tell other people their accents. Scurrega, squatch, done, bumbaclat, Bigfoot not fitting in them flip-flops no more. Bigfoot walk on the beach, evidence get washed away with the tide. Oh, God. Bigfoot not gonna fit in his billabong sandals. God, I'm going to throw up. Cancel us. Somebody cancel uh, us. We need the ticket sales. Oh, man. Oh. <sighs> um, Did you watch a movie? I'm going to be on the road most of October. All right. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to really get to sink my toes into the sand that is the Halloween season. Oh, okay, okay. I've started into- early. I've started getting into scary All right. movies. All right. Talk watched. to me about it. I've had a bunch of stinkers recently. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Like Katie and I, we we, we kind of have our own little process. We're like, we'll we'll each pick out two or three movies, and then we'll watch all the trailers, mm-hmm. and then we narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. And some of these trailers are like, oh well, fuck yeah, this looks great. Yeah, that's the trailer's job. <sighs> but they don't always work because I see a lot of trailers where I'm like, I'm not, I don't give a fuck about that movie. But so many recently, especially in the in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god! And then here's the other thing with the fucking little, the little film festival emblem emblems that pop up. Oh, a little flora. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh well, this is it was in a bunch of festivals. It must be great. The critics love it. Yeah, you can write anything and put them little flowers. (sighs) Yeah, this movie sucked, but put the little. Watch so many stinkers lately, but I I found a good one the other day. All right, I think you'd like it. It's called The Deeper You Dig. Okay. And uh, yeah, man. Um. Kind of a murder mystery thriller whodunit. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Really Who's in good. it? Who's in it? Give me nobody, nobody I knew. Nobody. Yeah. You know, a lot of these horror movies, you know, they kind of have lesser known actors or whatever. But yeah, no big stars or anything. I think that's wild about it. Yeah, I don't think like the big stars go to horror because mm-hmm. maybe they don't look at it as like a legit. Like, it's not making them bigger. It's like maybe a lesser than thing. Yeah. That's what's cool. It's like, oh, yeah, thank you for making a good horror movie. Yeah. But yeah, the deeper you dig, a um, little bit of Boogie Monster stuff in there. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a whodunit, but uh, yeah, man, real good. Really All enjoyed right. that one. I watched another one that I thought was going to be great, and it had potential, and, and the trailer looked great, and the story was good. The, the, and and again, I'm not a movie buff. I I like movies. You like that, what you like. Dave. I like movies that some people hate, and I hate movies that are universally loved. But um, another movie called The Endless, The Endless, okay, and uh, UFO cult type thing. All right, and it had a lot of potential, and maybe someone else could watch it and be like, "What are you talking about? It was amazing." It, it, it's worth a watch to see. Yeah, know. but I think you might like that one, The Endless. All right, and the deeper you dig, I'm trying to get into. The Halloween stuff a little early this year. I see the billboards for Smile. They kind of creep me out. I'm not sure what it's about. I have no idea what it's about. Hmm. But the billboards are kind of being creepy. Yeah. And so good job. You got me. Good job, ads. Did you see Nope? No. I saw it. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> nope. Nah. Nope. Yeah? Man. <laughs> nope. More like no thank you. Really? Uh, no, it, it was another one that like the setup was good. Yeah. You know, the idea is great. It looked great. But uh, I kind of got bored. 
Yeah, I got real hyped on that first Jordan Peele movie, and the ones after that were kind of like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, you get people get excited about you. They give you a lot of work, and you're like, oh shit, I got to start churning stuff out. Mm-hmm. How was your uh, how how was your last little run? How was Raleigh? Raleigh was great. Yeah, you eat any good food? It was in the old K and W cafeteria down there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think te- I've been to a temporary K&W. spot, but it was good. I used to go to Piccadilly. Ooh, Piccadilly. You ever go to Piccadilly? No. Old, old people cafeteria. That's what they said this place was, mm-hmm. buffet. Yeah. This wasn't a buffet. It was like cafeteria where you, you know, or maybe you that's point what at what you want and they hand it to you. So it's like a buffet, but somebody else has to. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been to an adult cafeteria. Buffets, yes, but not a cafeteria. Yeah, they're not as, uh, well, a meet and three is essentially a cafeteria. Like when you go to Arnold's, we should go to Arnold's in Nashville. Uh, that's essentially a cafeteria. You tell them they got it all behind the counter and you, you tell them. Oh, it's them like what a Chinese want. restaurant's kind of a cafeteria. What do you I mean? got a meet and three, but you're going to thing and two. Your combo B is a thing and two. Oh, okay, yeah, when it's out there in the trays right yeah. in front of you, like the place I used to go to on Franklin. I guess, uh, I guess Chipotle's cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess that would be cafeteria style. Just made out of fixings. <laughs> just, just innards. We're figuring it all out. But, yeah, uh, so Raleigh was good? Shows were all good, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Yeah. I had a good Denver, time. Denver was fun. Denver, yeah. High Plains, always well done. Mm-hmm. Those folks do a great job. It was good. Now I'm back for a hot two minutes. Yeah. I'm going to tell jokes in Honolulu. There you go. Look at you. I don't know why anybody would want to see comedy in Honolulu. That's, yeah, a great, that's a great point. You know, it's like, are you really going through it so much? Like, I gotta, you got to take my Friday night in Honolulu and go to... Well, maybe it's for the locals. See this mainlander. I'm assuming it's for... You know, I couldn't imagine going to vacation... In Hawaii and wanting to catch a comedy show. Yeah, I don't think the people on vacation in Waikiki are like, hey, yeah. let's, let's take a Friday night. Let's go see uh, Kyle Kinane. Let's go see that slob. Hey, you know how we packed all our nicest clothes to go on vacation <laughs> across an ocean? Let's go see this putz. What's, what's, the, what's, the new, what's the new hour? What are you talking about? What's something that they might encounter? I, uh, what are you having fun talking well, about? Well, I forgot what we were, I was talking about last year. Mm-hmm. I got the two big stories. One's a, it's coming out on a special mm-hmm. soon. The other one, so I don't remember which one I was changing out. Yeah. I had some talk, some talk about buying guns. Yeah. And being a gun owner. There you go. How's that going, by the way? Being a gun owner? Yeah. Or talking about being a gun owner. Being a gun owner. Just sits in the safe, you know? Yeah, you take it out to the trash dump. I haven't had, haven't had to go out to the rock pit in a mm-hmm. while. Hmm. Haven't had the urge. Went out there, did it, was fun. Okay. Now, if somebody was visiting and wanted to be like, hey, let's go to that rock pit and shoot those guns, I'm like, all right, that's a reason to go out there. But mm-hmm. I did it. It works. Yeah. I don't really aim at anything out there. No? Yeah, just try to not hit the kids on the dirt bikes. Do you really not target practice, per se? Are you a good shot, or do you even know? I mean, I've hit what I was pointed at a lot of times. Usually it's just crap out there already. It's like an old couch or something. I get hit old couch from a little ways away. I mean, I was a fucking sharpshooter. Yeah? I qualified for SWAT team. From sharpshooting? Mm-hmm. Gonna be a sniper. Did you have to, like, climb onto a building with a rope? Did you get a grappling hook? No, we didn't get that far. What just... did the SWAT team get? <clears throat> oh, they got all the gear. You didn't get grappling hooks? No, I'm sure they did. Crossbow? <laughs> I want to know what you got. What did you get as a SWAT guy? Get an MP5. Get a nice uh, assault rifle. Super wet ass tipplers. <laughs> crossbow. Uh, Thirty-one twelve. Yeah, we're gonna need. Go ahead and start the crossbow. Gonna have to get the crossbow. It's just it's, it's kind of like <laughs> sucking, sucking wicked Asian tits. It was kind of like the canine <laughs> officers. There was always like one canine officer for the whole county at any one time that was on duty, uh-huh. and they could be anywhere. We had five different precincts, basically five different little mini police departments. Mm-hmm. But the canine person, we had a gal and a dude. But anyway, it'd be funny if they had the same setup, but it was just the crossbow guy. 
Yeah. Where's cross crossbow guy crossbow guy in service? Go ahead and get him started out here. Robin Hood, you're needed. What? So you got uh, you got a big uh, you got a cool rifle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was uh, cooler yeah. outfit. Uh, yeah, they had cool outfits. Their Back- uniforms were a little more uh, tactical. Backpack. Yeah, or, they do uh, the uh, they do the cargo pants bloused okay. into the boots. It's a much cool, better look. Do you want one of them cool knives that just fits under your fist, and then it's the blade that comes out through your knuckles? It's uh, department issue brass knuckles. Chinese stars. <laughs> Throwing stars. You get Chinese stars in the SWAT team. Stink bombs. Yeah. Okay, did you get did you get smoke bombs? Did you get a? <sighs> oh my god! Did you get like little knives that would come out of the front of your boot? I don't know. I don't know. We had any of those oil slicks? <laughs> I'm mostly. Like I think I'm just thinking Inspector Gadget right <laughs> Inspector now. Gadget. Do you have uh, springy boots? <laughs> yeah, you have hydraulic springy boots. <laughs> we had, I mean, if I mean, if not, what are you even doing on the SWAT team? I had a built-in pogo stick in my pants. <laughs> if you mean something completely That's, different. All right. Bat wings. Oh, How man. heavy was all that shit? How, all How heavy was shit? your na- normal cop gear? Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I got a bit about that now, about the challenges of trying to take a dump in uniform. Oh, yeah, you're talking about that. Because mm-hmm. the belt. Shit, the belt alone. You got the gun. You got two magazines of ammo. Mm-hmm. You got two sets of handcuffs. You got a radio. And you got an asp baton. Asp baton? An asp baton. So, a yeah, that... A William Club? That was all, <laughs> that was all on What's the belt. What's an asp baton? I forgot what ASP stands for, but it's a retractable baton. You know, it uh, sits okay. in your belt about, about 10 no, inches I long. Saw, and you sling it open. Out, yeah. those, those come in handy. Yeah. They do not work if uh, the guy you're hitting is on PCP. I'll tell you that. I don't know what does. Not much. I fought a naked guy on PCP one time. They're always naked, aren't mm-hmm. they? There's always nothing worse than fighting a naked climbing man. Climbing up a light pole. Mm-hmm. Is PCP still around? It was 15 years ago. But you never hear about PCP. It's you never hear about people doing nuts. PCP. That's true. It's not a recreational drug. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, man. We're gonna just, what are you doing Friday? We're going to do PCP. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll lock you in the garage. <laughs> If you want to do PCP, you could do it, but we got to lock you in the shed for a while. Man, that story I was telling my buddy the other night. My fucking buddy threatened to fight a whole gang of cops last night. Yeah. Well, like, come we're on. trying to avoid implicating. Come on, buddy. I, I wish him well, though. Well, he didn't fight him, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, it was the closest you come to fighting a cop. Never. Never, like, never ever. Never, ever. I don't even fight regular people. That's true. Let alone ones that could shoot me and get away with it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm crazy. Not, I'm not, yeah, I don't. It's crazy. I was talking to Katie about this last night. Like when I was the biggest shock when I became a cop was I didn't grow up privileged and I didn't grow mm-hmm. up upper class. But boy, and I didn't. I don't. I didn't think I was sheltered. But when I when I started being a cop, it's like, oh fuck! I had no idea that a certain mm-hmm. percent of the population lives this way, and I don't even mean, you know, economically, but just like, oh, four cops are in your living room, and it's no big deal. You're like, whatever. Oh yeah. Like if if, if cops were in my living room tonight, it would be a big deal, regardless of how they got there. Like. It would be a big deal in Katie and I's yeah. weekly. <laughs> well, because you pro- you know you probably didn't do anything. Yeah, but Before, j- but then if you pe- people are like, oh yeah, I've been doing some shit. Yeah, but yeah, the the fact that the amount of people I ran into that were not bothered by going to jail, fuck you, arrest me. Like even back then and even now, like if I got arrested. I mean, it wouldn't be the end of my world, but it'd be like, fuck, this is gonna throw a wrench in some things. 
But like, bang, fuck you, man. Take me to jail. Like, really? You're not. That's not gonna fuck up your month or it's your gonna year. Be like being a football player. Like, I'm gonna get tackled some yeah. days. Yeah, I'm gonna be sore. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I. Yeah, I've never been. Well, yeah, you don't realize you know you don't hang around with criminals. I'm not hang around with criminals, but I've been around people like, oh, well. This could go bad for you. Yeah. Or you hear about like, oh, this happened to so-and-so. You're like, yeah, I was over there once. Yeah. I could see why that happened. Yeah. And that that happened a lot, too, uh, mm-hmm. both legitimately and people would try to bullshit their way around it. But, like, just <laughs> what am I trying to say? I would I would run into people. I'd, I'd stop people. It would be two guys in a car, mm-hmm. just like me and you. And then, you know, some would have fine drugs or something. And then I start talking. You, you always separate them and talk to them individually and see if their stories match up. Yeah. And so many times, like, oh, I, I don't know him. I was just at uh, 7-Eleven and yeah. he offered me a ride. And, like, the, the amount of times that that would happen. And, like, if even if they're telling the truth, like, you just get in the car with people you don't know. Yeah, just, but just, the other option is telling thing. the cops the truth. Mm-hmm. Nobody should do that. Yeah. No. no, but my point is sometimes I truly believed that, like, oh, you re- y'all really don't know each other. You just got in the car, and then a lot, uh, most of the times, like, bullshit. You, you, you got you didn't just get in the car. Yeah, but then you but, know what? Cops put in the work. Yeah, but no, there were so many times where, like, after getting all the stories, like, oh no, I believe that I believe this guy that they just met. But then yeah. it's like, what are you doing, asshole? Just getting into any old shithead's car. The guy's who gonna may take or may him not... to get drugs. Yeah, yeah, that guy's gonna help you buy drugs. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, you're gonna blow him for drugs yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten into strangers' cars. Really? Not for anything. I remember I was trying to go through like a Taco Bell drive-through when I was on the road, but didn't have a car and it was mm-hmm. cars only. So I just stood next to the drive-through. I was like, "I'll buy your food if you let me get in your car." And that happened. I did the exact same thing in St. Louis one yeah. night, but I didn't. It, it was a lady. I didn't get in her car. I, I gave her my debit card and said, "Hey, I'll buy your meal if you can get me this." And then yeah, I just kind of walked alongside her as she. And I, it, at some point, I was like, "What if she just drives off?" Yeah, that's a way crazier <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking that one out. This was like a limo. This is like a town car. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, man. Yeah. Hmm. Right on, buddy. I'm trying to think of more hitchhiking. I, I, I never hitchhiked. Outside of like being like Sequoia or something, mm-hmm. like people see you like with your backpack and they know you're just trying to yeah. get to the. You never picked up a hitchhiker when you were a teenager? Nah, man. I did. Really? Like three or four times. Really? Yeah. Just up in North Georgia. I mean, I know it's probably mostly harmless, but mm-hmm. that's one of those like I, I don't I don't think I need to run. Yeah. I trust people too much. Like mm-hmm. I get, like it takes me a long time to get to where I'm like, I think I'm in danger. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd be Well, especially now where there are solutions to whatever problem a hitchhiker might have. Like if your car's broke down, you you know, even if you don't have a phone, so you know, yeah. somebody I'll let you, you I'll make a call for you now before I let you in my car. Yeah, yeah well I did that I had to do that on Death Valley once. Mm-hmm. It was like middle of the night looking for a camping spot with an X. And we're just like, we're already kind of like, oh, this is spooky because like we're rolling in at like 1 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, uh, was it Death Valley, somewhere in Mojave? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's zero lights. Yeah. There's not a single light. Anywhere. Dark as hell. And with the headlights, we picked up like one of those space blankets. Mm-hmm. There's a guy on the side of the road. Oh, hey, yeah, my car. I tried to turn around and it got stuck in the ditch and. Then got like a look at him, and he was like, "Oh, fucked up, looking in the face, like, mm. like bubbly, pockmarked skin and stuff." Just a rough looking guy. Yeah. And it was one of the. I'm like, I had my old, old Ford Ranger two wheel drive. I'm like, I can't plug. This is not a four wheel drive truck. I'll yeah. just get stuck. I'm like, I can go make a call. For, and it was like, that wasn't even cell phone, or it was cell phone days, but like not like coverage. Yeah. 
It's like, well, listen, man, I'll go, you know, I'm going to go. We're going to this campsite. I'll find a pay for it. He's like, I have. I was going camping anyway, so I already have all my stuff. Uh-huh. So he wasn't without anything. I'm like, you need food, water. He's like, no, I was camping, so I already have it. I'm like, I'll go make a call, but you're good for the night because you already have your stuff. I'll go make a call at the station or at, like, whenever I can find a pay phone. We uh-huh. found some abandoned campground with, like, a pay phone that didn't work. I'm like, well, I, the guy has his stuff, so he'll be good for the night. But yeah, he's like, well, maybe I could just get in. I was like, no. <laughs> maybe I could just get in. Not at all. Nah, no, nah, we're good. This is literally the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And the next day we're leaving, there was a tow truck helping him out of the little ditch he was in. I'm like, all right, you got your help. And it was even like. Yeah. But like nothing matched up. Like, why do you have a British accent? You're in the Mojave Desert in the middle of the night flagging really? people down. But of course, <laughs> probably because you could see headlights from miles and miles away. Like, all right, I'm going to post up on the side of the road and just see if yeah. I can get yeah. help. But hmm. Where are you going to be, buddy? Where are you at the first couple weeks of October? October, you're saying? hmm This comes out on the uh, 4th. Austin, Texas. There you go. Cap City. Yeah, right Camp on. City, Austin, Texas, with one Mr. Dave Stone, Memphis, Tennessee on the 11th, yeah. Nashville, no, sorry, the 12th, Memphis, mm-hmm. Nashville, 13, 14, and 15th, yeah. and then Huntsville on the 16th. There you go. Dave, what about yourself? Good times, buddy. You're coming on the tail. No, you're just on the 20. You're leading up to the 20. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i uh, hitting the road for basically the whole month of October. Uh, this weekend, I'll be in Bristol, Tennessee, the 7th and 8th. You can catch me at the Blue Ridge Comedy Club. Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, let's see. On the 10th, I will be... Is it the 10th? Fuck, I can't even remember. Yeah, it's the 10th. I'll be in Greenville at Coffee mm-hmm. Underground, Greenville, South Carolina, on the 10th. On the 11th. I'll be with you in Memphis. Where are we at? Lafayette Music Room in Memphis? I think so. I think that's it. Hey, if you were some of the dickheads that were there last time that decided to throw dollar bills onto the stage from the balcony, stay home. What's the point of that? What was, what was the meaning? Just some people being shitheads. Like like you're a dancer? Yeah, some dickhead huh. move. Oh, well. Some cowards. I'll be with you in Zanies in Nashville, uh, like you said, 13th through 15th. The 16th, I'll be in St. Louis. Uh, the 18th, I'm coming back to Memphis at the Brass Door. 19th, I'll be in Birmingham at Avondale Brewery, all leading up to my stupid special, Atlanta. Thursday, October 20th, I'll be at the Earl. And by the way, some people have reached out. I, I got some travelers. I got some folks coming up from Florida. No shit. Got a dude coming in from North Carolina. Anybody who wants to come to the show, if you travel more than 100 miles, let me know. Get you in for free. How about that? You want to? You you're gonna travel triple digits to see my dumb ass? I'll get you in for man of people. So yeah, and I'm not gonna even ask for GPS screen cap or anything, honor system. But yeah, you want to come from a great distance? uh, I got you. I got your cover. So just you know, holler at me. Let me know. I'll hook you up. But yeah, I'd like to get some folks out to the Earl Thursday, October twentieth, filming a special for posterity, and uh, yeah, man, for posterity records. For, for, you know, all that good stuff. I'm all, uh, like I was saying off the air, I'm all horned up for comedy again, man. You I'm should a, be, I'm in man. a good place. Comedy's fun. It's oh, always it's been fun. fun, but I I think I'm too hard on myself. I was sometimes like, man, I, I took like a two-year period where I just didn't give a shit. Oh, you mean during the pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> where you couldn't even get up? Yeah, you're all right. You're but yeah, all right. it really that really, uh, that really jarred me and uh, took me a while to kind of bounce back from that and like oh no i'm a, i am a comedian okay yeah just keep doing that yeah dog everything's beautiful so yeah man things are good uh all right buddy good times good catching up good to see you in the in, up. <laughs> good to see you in los angeles <laughs> reggae squatch you want to you want to you want to take us out you got any words of wisdom for us you <laughs> I, you're done, gone. One love. Brub up. Let the sand between your big toes. Reggae squatch. Want to remind ya. Be good. Ja forever. Ja Rastafari. The Boogie Monster.
Network.